Praise God. Praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Pastor Mike here. Praise God. Glad you could join us today. Let's get prepared to hear the Word of God and to read the Word of God for ourselves and, and uh, ask Holy Spirit to just bless us and to come on in and, and fill us with His presence so that we can understand what His Word is saying to us today. Amen. Let's go to prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we are about to have with you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And as always, we ask that you stay with us, commune with us, tarry a while, O Lord, as we study your word today, O Lord. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you prepare the hearts and the spirits and the minds of every single listener today, O Lord God, to hear and to receive your word and to understand your word, O Lord God, and how to incorporate your words into their lives, O Lord God, for your honor and glory and praise. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We magnify thy name. Lord God, I give this time and this space entirely over to you, O Lord. Take it where you will for your honor and your glory and your praise. In the mighty name of Jesus and all together they said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Praise God. Praise God. It's always good to be alive in the land of the living and to rejoice because this is the day that the Lord has made and we should always rejoice and be also glad in it. Okay. Um, I have a question that I'd like to, to ask of you, um, though, in getting into uh, the message here to lead into it. And that question is, how do you receive God's word when you hear it? Okay. How do you receive God's word when you hear it? Okay. When you hear God's word, uh, do you think about the word and how it applies to maybe someone that you know, you know, family, friend, loved one, or whatever, or someone at work, co-worker? Do you think how that word, mm, yeah, mm-hmm, that word sounds so familiar, boy, that sounds just like so-and-so, you know. Or do you actually hear God's word and start thinking about, well, gee whiz, how does it apply to me? How does it fit in, into my life, Okay. Okay. And, and do you actually start thinking about, uh, or gee whiz, you know, how is this word coming forth? Is it something that I need to do something about? Okay, so the question is, how do you receive God's word? And that's what we want to talk about today, is how the word of God is received. Amen. So without further ado, why don't we go right to the word of God? And if you don't have your Bible, why don't you hit pause? Uh, real quickly here and go and grab that Bible and come on back and, and, and join us. Uh, this way you can read along with us and you can see for yourself what the Word of God is saying and let the Word of God minister to you. Okay? In the name of Jesus. All right, so with that, why don't we go to uh, Luke, Luke chapter 8. We're going to go to Luke chapter 8 and we're going to start with verse number 4. Okay? Luke chapter 8 and verse number 4. i give you a couple of moments to get there. Many of you are using the old-fashioned Bible, uh, like, like I do, you know, on paper here. And many uh, have the electronic, and if so, then you're there really quickly, So, which is a good thing, too. Amen? Amen? But let's, uh, I want to make sure you're there. Okay, so that's Luke 8, and we're starting with verse number 4. And when much people were gathered together and were come to him out of every city, he spake by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it, and choked it. And other fell on good ground, and sprang up, and bare fruit a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? In other words, what does it mean? And, it, and, and he said, verse number 10, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, 
but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see, and then and uh, and hearing they might not understand. Okay, so now what Jesus is going to do is he's going to interpret what the uh, what the uh, um, uh, parable means. Now we've all been here before. I'm sure you've read these scriptures before, and it's it's, it's a very it's a very telling set of scriptures here because again. Uh, the question that I opened up with was, how do you receive God's word? Amen. Okay. How do you receive God's word? Okay. So then Jesus says in verse number 11, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. So where Jesus here is talking about the seed, the seed is the word of God. Okay. 12, verse 12, those by the wayside are they that hear, then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts lest they should believe and be saved, okay? So the first seeds are those seeds that are sown, they're thrown out, okay? And, and, and they hear those seeds, they hear the word, and, and then comes the devil and takes away the word out of their hearts, unless they should believe and be saved, okay? So now these are, these are talking about people here that, that, that are in church, let's say, and they're hearing the word of God or they're listening to it on a, on a podcast, on an on a online sermon like you're hearing. They hear the word of God, okay, and the seed, if you will, is falling on you, but it's going by the wayside. It's not going into good fertile ground. And so then you're hearing the word, but then as soon as you leave the sermon or as soon as you leave church, and the devil comes along there and does something to you or, or, or throws some opposition in your way, the very words that you heard, the seeds that were cast forth before you that fell by the wayside, they're not there to do you any benefit, okay? So the word of God is not there to benefit you in any way, okay? Because it did not really take root, okay? And I see this sometimes, you know, it, it's, it's kind of amazing, but, but when, when you're preaching um, in front of a, a live congregation, um, you can usually tell those people who are there um, hanging on every word that is being said. They're reading the Bible. They're flipping through the Bible and they're underlining. They're making notes and highlighting and so forth. And, and you can see them really drinking this word in. You can see them drinking. Some people I've actually seen lean forward on the edge of the chair like this and some I've seen like this really listening intently. Okay. And then there are others that you can also see standing behind a pulpit. Then there are others who are kind of <laughs> Some may even be on their phones, okay? Now, granted, they, you know, they could be on the phone look, looking at an uh, electronic Bible app, you know, that's possible. But you can kind of tell when someone is engaged and when someone is not engaged, okay? You ever talk to your child and you're trying to make a point to the child and the child is looking around every place and doing something else or looking down and you say, Johnny, did you hear me? Do you hear what I'm saying? Johnny, do you hear me? Are you listening? Are you listening? Well, you can also see that also. Sometimes people are not engaged. So therefore, when the word is going forth for them to receive, when the word is going forth for them to receive, it's falling by the wayside. Okay? It's falling by the wayside. It's not being received and put into their spirit and forever ground. And so then what happens after church is over, after they hear the message and whatnot, and they go back out into the world and the devil hits them with something, then guess what? They don't have that word of God there to ground them, to give them a, a position where, where the devil uh, is not able to get in and start playing head games with their head. Okay, all right? So, so these are they that Jesus is describing here as those by the wayside are they that hear they're hearing it, okay? They're sitting there in church or they're, they're sitting in front of the computer or tablet, wherever, listening to this message. They hear it, but it's not really sinking in, okay? And then when it's over, opposition comes, you know, you know, some sort of a trial or tribulation pops up. The devil comes in. And, and sometimes, sometimes, that thing that comes up could, 
could, could, could be solved or could be dealt with by the word that you just heard but weren't paying attention to. Okay? Okay? That preacher, that, that pastor, that minister may have spoken on that subject. The very thing that, that you are now going, that is now happening to you may have been, may have been spoken about, but because of the fact that you weren't paying attention and you weren't grabbing that seed of the word of God and getting it deeply planted within your spirit. It simply fell by the wayside, okay? And when it falls by the wayside, Jesus says, says or, uh, then comes the devil and takes away the word out of their hearts, unless they should believe and be saved, okay? Then Jesus says, as the next part of this parable, he's talking about the seeds, they on the rock are they, the seeds that fell on the rock are they, which when they hear, they receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation, fall away. Okay? All right? So, so in, that, in other words, then that's the person that hears the word of God and they hear it with joy. And I've also seen this in church, and maybe it's even happened to you, that you hear the word of God and you're really pumped about what you're hearing, and you're saying amen to that. Oh, hallelujah. Boy, boy, that's a word. That's a word. Oh, man, that pastor's speaking truth. That minister's speaking truth. Oh, boy, boy, that's the word. That makes me feel so good. Makes me feel so good. Okay? And then they receive the word with joy. Okay? Yes, that it doesn't take root. It doesn't take root. Okay? And again, back to the church thing, setting again and again. That's when you're, you're doing praise and worship time there, and you're jumping around, and you're clapping, and you've got your hands raising there, and you're really praising God, and you, <laughs> you get this goosebumpy feeling about, you know, about the music because you're really, really into it, and you've got joy, and then the word comes, and, and, and the, the sermon is just so right, spot on, and everything. You really, really enjoy it. Okay? But yes, still, it has no root. Okay, for a while, uh, for which a while they believe, and in time of temptation it falls away. So in other words, while you're there in church, while you are listening to this message right now, maybe all of a sudden you're starting to believe and it's making sense to you, and you're saying, boy, boy, spot on, spot on, spot on. But if you're not taking this word, and if you're not getting it deeply, deeply planted within your spirit, deeply planted within your heart, Okay, they on the rock, which are they that when they hear, they receive the word with joy, but it has no root. Okay, okay, and and it says there that they which for a while they believe, and in time, the over time, when temptation comes, they fall away. Okay, all right, okay. So so again, now this is where you got to be caught. You're hearing the word and you're enjoying what you're hearing, but if it's not really getting deeply planted in your spirit, okay. The minute this podcast is over, the minute this message is over, the minute you leave that church building and you get outside to the parking lot and all of a sudden there's a, there's a problem out there. And I've seen that happen too. You know, I've seen saints of God in the church where they're jumping around and hearing the word of God and, oh, hallelujah, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And then they get outside the parking lot and all of a sudden they can't get out in time. Well, there's two or three cars in front of them and everything. And all of, a, all of a sudden, everything that they've heard just kind of falls by the wayside because all of a sudden, you know, they don't act very Christian-like sometimes when they get out there in the parking lot. So what about the word that you just heard? You were so holy when you were there in church. You were praising God, had your hands raised, you were singing. You know, every other word that the minister was saying, you were amen, right on, spot on, amen, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. But then when you get outside, it seems to all just go away. Okay? All right? This again, this is, is hearing the word, you're enjoying it, but then all of a sudden, because it hasn't taken root, it just goes by the wayside. And then when, uh, when life starts to happen, you forget about what the word of God said, okay? What the word of God meant, because it did not take root, okay? 
Jesus then goes on to say, um, and that which fell in verse number 14, and that which fell among thorns, meaning the seed of, word, of the word of God, and they that fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, they go forth and are choked with the cares and the riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. Okay, so these seeds now picture seeds being being uh, sown. Okay, and they fall among thorns. Okay, they fall among the thorns, and then when they try to grow up, these thorns just just kill off kill off the the the, uh, the, the fruit or that plant that would try to grow. And all of us who have have who have lawns and things like that, I'm far from being a good gardener. I mean, Jesus, I do not have a green thumb at all, but I do know enough about planting and whatnot that if you put down grass or any kind of plants or anything and it's among thorns or among weeds, those weeds will grow up and they will choke off that plant that they will kill it, okay? So what this is saying here is that when the, when the word of God is sent forth, okay? And, and if it's sown among... Uh, among thorns, then those are the thorns that, that says that when they're heard and go forth, they're choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. So in other words, you hear the word of God, you know what the word of God says about certain things, about various aspects of life, but then yet still, when you leave church or you get away from where the message is and whatnot, and then all of a sudden, you know, you start thinking about money and the riches, you know, that, that car, that, that car that you want so badly, you know, and other, other pleasures and whatnot, you forget about what the word of God says. Amen. You forget about what the word of God says. Amen. Amen. You see this fancy red sports car and everything. And instead of you praying about it, the Bible talks about, you know, seek my face and to, to, to uh, seek the advice of Holy Spirit on how to go, go forth even in buying something. And you see this bright red car that you really can't afford. Okay. And you know what the scripture says about using wisdom and things like that. But you forget about all of that because you want that little red sports car so badly. Amen. 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 So, so the pleasures of this world that you're thinking about in that sport car, you just throw everything out the window that, or you forget what the word of God says about how to even go forth, you know, uh, 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 dealing with, with riches or finances or anything else that's in your life. Okay. Okay. So in other words, you know, those riches and the pleasures and the, the shiny things, the shiny objects, as I always refer to it, these things become so important to you that you forget about the word of God. Okay? You forget about the Word of God. Amen? Amen? It may even come down to where there's a temptation where someone is trying to invite you to participate in something, you know, or with some people. And you know what the Word of God says about who we should be, you know, hanging out with and, and having exercising some care when we're hanging out with people and everything. But, it, but, but when it comes down, because of the fact you want to be a part of the in-crowd, I mean, they're a jet-setting crowd and everything like that. And boy, oh boy, they got all the money and, and the, the glitz and the glamour. And for some reason, you want to be a part of that. You forget about what the Word of God says. Okay? So that's the, 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 that's the thorns. That's the weeds choking off the Word of God because you're, because you're putting those things, those things first. It says, uh, fell among thorns are they, which when, they, which when they, they heard, when the people heard the Word and go forth, but the word gets choked off. The seeds of God's word gets choked off with the cares, the thoughts of cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And therefore, as a result, you don't wind up bringing forth any fruit. Okay? Yeah. Say, you get outside of God's word. You get outside of God's word. It's very difficult, if, if not impossible, for you to bring forth much fruit in your life. 
Okay, when God's word goes forth, you need to grab that word. You need to grab it and you need to make sure that you incorporate it into your spirit. That it's not just something that's laying on the surface. It's not something that just falls by the wayside or is sown among among thorns. You know, you know, you, you, I'm sure if you haven't seen it, think about if you just scattered some seeds on the concrete outside your house. You know, you just scattered on your front porch where it's concrete or on your driveway. Those seeds are not going to take root. Okay, they're going to lay there and they're going to wither. The sun's going to come down and they're going to dry up and just die, go away to nothing. Okay, so the seeds of God's word, if they aren't sown into rich, fertile soil, and maybe some of you who have been with us for a while, you've heard me pray, Heavenly Father God, please prepare their spirits that they may receive as fertile soil, that they may receive your word. And those words should be deeply, deeply planted within their spirits that they cannot be stolen away. I often pray that in the beginning of, of, of sermons as Holy Spirit so guides, okay? And what I'm doing is I'm asking, asking Holy Spirit to, to, to prepare the spirits of the listeners, to prepare the spirits of the listeners. And I pray that for you today. I pray that every single listener to this message today, I pray that your spirit will be prepared by Holy Spirit as fertile soil to receive the seeds of this word that are going forth today. I pray in the name of Jesus that your spirit should be prepared because you need to receive this word. You need to receive it deep within your spirit so that it cannot be stolen away when temptation or when other tribulations come along that the devil will try to throw you away. Amen. I pray that you, you receive this word and, and, and just let it just burrow in and just deeply root in so that the Holy Spirit can come along later on and just water that seed. Just water that seed and then let the light of Christ Jesus shine upon you, okay? So that those seeds that are watered in the light of Jesus shining on the seeds of God's word in your spirit will blossom and grow forth so that you will bring forth much fruit, amen? So you will bear much fruit, amen? How do you receive the word, amen? So Jesus is explaining here, you know, to them, he's explaining to them who didn't understand, you know, what, what was meant by the sower here. And he, he says there again, verse 14, real quickly, and, and that which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard, when they've heard the word, they go forth and those seeds, the word of God, gets choked off with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. And therefore they bring forth no fruit to, to perfection. Amen, amen, amen. And then he goes on finally in verse number 15, and he says, but that, but, but that on the ground are they, okay? But that on the good ground, sorry, but that on the good ground, in other words, the seeds that were sown and fell onto the good ground are they, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it. Underline that if you don't already have it underlined. Having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Okay? Okay, so those seeds, the seed of God's word, of God's word, okay, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth much fruit with, with presence. Amen. Amen. So, so, so that's where I was saying a moment ago, I pray that when you hear the word of God, then you hear the word of God, that you receive that word, and that receive is, it, that word that comes into you is not something that you're just hearing it, and you kind of, oh yeah, yeah, hmm, yeah, that was cool, that, yeah, that makes sense, that was cool, mm -hmm. and then you're going about your business, and then life starts to happen, okay, and then you no longer benefit from the word that you just heard, because those seeds of God's word didn't, didn't sink in. You're going about your business, and therefore, you know, it doesn't do you any good what you just heard. 
Okay, okay. And you may have just heard that word, believe it or not, just 10 minutes ago, just 10 minutes ago. Okay, you may have heard that word. Okay, but you forget all about it because you didn't incorporate that word. You didn't take it seriously. You didn't believe with all of your being what you were hearing. Okay, okay. Or the other one is that, you know, you hear the word of God and for the time being it makes you feel, oh man, so joyful. It makes you jump for joy and everything. And, oh man, that's good. Oh boy, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Okay. And then all of a sudden when a tribulation hits you, again, you didn't get that word deep down in your spirit when it was feeling good and sounding good. And then you just forget about it when a tribulation or a trial comes your way. Okay, alrighty, alright. And then of course, then there's, there's the other one where you hear the word of God, but you're so concerned about riches and getting this and getting that and how you can grow your bank account or your house or that fancy car or whatever. And you forget about all of the steps and things that the word of God tells us that we should do when we're praying for something like that or even deciding and whatnot that we're going to go and get a new car. Okay. Okay, you lease a car, let's say, and, and then it's now the time is coming for you to turn in the car and you're the vehicle and you're ready for the next one. Are you going to go and, and go bankrupt, <laughs> break yourself or whatnot? Because you're going to go and try to get a car that's outside of your means for making those monthly lease payments. Amen. 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 Okay. So, so that's where the riches of this world, even the things or the cares, as the word of God said, the cares of this world can come in and make you forget about what the word of God says. Okay. Even about renewing a lease or buying a car, buying a house or anything else. The word of God has, has plenty to say over every single, concerning every single aspect of our life, saints of God. Everything. Everything. I don't care what it is. Okay. You know, you've, many of you have heard me say that when it comes down to, to cutting my fingernail, if I, if I get a, um, a hangnail and whatnot, I literally actually, I say a prayer before the Heavenly Father, guide my hands that I may get this, get this hangnail without cutting, the, the, uh, cutting down to the quick on my finger. I've oftentimes, many of you who have been, been with us a while have heard me say that, because I do. I do. Because why is that? Because way back when I was a child, I remember a next door neighbor who was trimming his toenail uh, and uh, with a razor blade of all things. But he cut himself. Long story short, he got, you know, uh, blood poisoning and everything. He wound up losing his leg and so forth. OK, so I and for some reason that that sticks in my mind. But the point I'm making, though, even something as trivial as as praying about a hangnail, um, I do. OK. And why is that? Because if, I learned a long time ago that we have to train ourselves, okay? And as with the things, as with things in the natural, that you, if you want to, to repeatedly do or you want to learn to do, you want to keep doing and doing it well, you have to practice it, okay? And so I practice it. God says to bring all of our cares to him. God says to bring all of our thoughts to him. God says to, to pray with him, to seek his face. I do that with, with the most trivial thing because the word, there's nothing in the word of God that says God only wants to hear big and important decisions in your life. Okay? The Bible doesn't say that at all. Okay? God wants to know little trivial things in your life. It gets you in the habit of running to Him, of going to Him, of consulting Him when there's something that you want to do in this world. Amen? Amen? It creates, it, it creates a, good, a good relationship uh, between you and He so that when something does really happen in your life, it's, it's, it's your second nature, it's your first nature to run to Him in prayer. I mean, I've, I've always done that. I've always done that. You know, one of our kids, when they were growing, they were little and so forth, they get into a scrape or there's something going on and whatnot. My wife and I, we stop what we're doing and we join hands and, and we pray. 
And we pray. And we still do that. <laughs> and all of our kids are grown. We do that for our grandchildren and so forth. Amen. Amen. But the whole thing is here, getting back to what the script is talking about here, is that we've got to get the word of God and get it deeply planted, deeply rooted within my, our spirits um, so that they can't be, be stolen away. Okay. Now, um, I've read these scriptures for years, and I'm sure many of you out there have read those scriptures for years also. Okay. And I've always thought of these scriptures each one of those verses where it talks about good ground, stony ground, you know, thorny ground and so forth. I always thought of that as each one of those being talking about, talking about a different person. Okay. The first person was back in, uh, say, in verse number 12, those uh, seeds that fell by the wayside are they that hear. Then comes the devil and takes away the word out of their heart and so forth. All right. There's one person, one kind of person. Verse 13, where it says, talks about the word. Um, they on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy, but have no root. For a while they believe, and in the time of temptation they fall away. So, okay, well, that's another person. Well, guess what, saying of God? What I'm saying to you today is that we, you, I, we can go through all four of those different types of person, people, persons, okay, in the space of one day. In the space of one day, we can vacillate back and forth between each one of those, those types of, of believers. So of those types of belief, if you will, or getting the word down into your spirit or not down into your spirit. So it's not just simply four different people, you know, uh, the way they are behaving. We, you and I, we can behave this way over the space of one day. Okay. We can vacillate and go back and forth. We can actually have all four attitudes because that's what they are. An attitude is how you are receiving God's word when you hear God's word. Amen. Amen. We can have four attitudes going on in our lives. And sometimes in the same day, one minute, minute, you can go, well, gee whiz, God, I don't want to hear you because I know what you're going to say. All right. Now, you may say, oh, pastor, I would never say that. You may not ever say it. But how many of us have actually thought it? Okay. The reason that we don't go to God sometimes with some things in our lives is because we have a good inkling of what God's going to tell us to do. Okay. All right. If you've got, you know, your last few bucks in the bank and you're going for that car or that house, you know, or some fancy shoes or jacket or whatever, whatever it is that you want, and you're going to spend your last dollar and here you've got, you've got family, you've got kids, and you're going to draw the money out the bank and you're going to go after and buy that thing, you know, if you're a child of God, you know good and well that God most likely would not want you to be doing that. And he certainly wouldn't want you to be doing it without consulting him. Okay, but what do we do? We want that thing so bad, that shiny object that we want it so bad that we, you say to yourself, well, Jesus, I ain't going to pray about this because I know what God's going to tell me to do. God's going to tell me don't touch that money to leave it there. Amen. You may not voice it out loud, but it goes through your spirit. It goes through your thought process. Okay, so what do you do? You skip prayer for that day. You skip prayer for that particular subject anyway, because you kind of got a feeling what God's going to tell you to do. You know, don't do that. Amen. So sometimes we can flip between that and says, God, I don't want to hear you because I know what you're going to say. Another time in the next moment, the same day, you might say, you may say, Lord, tell me quick, you know, tell me quick, tell me quick. And then you hear it and you think it's good, but you don't do anything about it. Okay. All right. You may say, okay, God, I got to make a decision here. You know, tell me quickly. Should I go buy it? Should I go buy it? You know, you know, you know, and then you, you know, God tells you what to do. God tells you what to do. But what God tells you what to do, but what God tells you to do, you don't want to really do that. Okay. So you don't want to hear it. Okay. Again, so the word here now has fallen by the wayside. 
Okay, you don't wind up doing what God is telling you to do. Okay, so you heard a good word from God, but yesterday you don't want to hear it. Okay, this happens to us on a daily basis many times. Okay, and you can stop and if you really stop and think about it and analyze your actions and your attitude when you're interacting with God and what He's telling you to do, you might see yourself in some of those in some of those situations. Amen. Amen. So it's how do we receive the word? Okay. What is, what is our attitude? Okay. Maybe some fruit is starting to bear in your life, but then you get busy with your job or your school or your kids and then the weeds start to grow. Okay. Other things in your life start going on around you and you kind of, you get off track there. And then all of a sudden the word of God is like on second base there. And you may have started growing some fruit in your life because the word has gotten into you and you've been doing what God is telling you to do. But all of a sudden you get distracted there and then all of a sudden the weeds start to grow. Amen. The thorns in your life start to grow and they wind up choking off that good fruit that's bearing in your life. Okay. All of a sudden it starts drying up. Okay. Then at other times you may say, God, whatever you want, whatever you want, Lord, I'm totally open to you. Okay. God, I'm totally open to you. Amen. 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 And we've all been there before too. Okay. So here, like I'm saying that in the space of a day or maybe a couple of days, you know, maybe the space of a few hours, we can easily wind up vacillating back and forth between these various attitudes when God is giving us this word. Okay. And when the scripture is talking about the seeds which fell, it's not just talking about, you know, once on a Sunday or twice a week when you decide to, to turn on a, a sermon, sermon podcast, or you, you go to church and you, and you hear the word of God from a preacher and so forth. This happens to us all during our lives because we Christian, if you're a born-again child of God, blood-washed, born-again, you have Holy Spirit. So that means that Holy Spirit is talking to you whether or not you're in church. Holy Spirit is speaking to you whether or not you're listening to one of these Genesis 1 podcasts, sermon podcasts. Holy Spirit is talking to you. So that means you are getting this feedback. You're getting the word on a constant basis. But how is the seed of that word falling in your life? Okay? Okay? You inadvertently reject it because it's not the word that fits the situation. Or do you hear it and you say, okay, Lord, mm, that sounds really, really good. Yeah, I think I'll do it. I think I'll do it. And then a half hour later, when the time comes for you to do what you just heard, the word that you just re received, you don't wind up doing it. Okay? Because that word, Holy Spirit, didn't really, really get down in there. It didn't get your attention You heard that good word, but it didn't really get your attention. Okay. Maybe you heard that word, but God is telling you don't do something or whatever. But then for some reason you start thinking, oh, well, gee whiz, Holy Spirit is really telling me about my, my, my cousin Eddie. The Holy Spirit is really talking about my Aunt Tilly. Okay. So that word is not falling on good root in good soil. So it can grow and bring forth that fruit in your life. And again, you may be bearing some fruit in your life, but then all of a sudden, if you start getting distracted and letting the cares of this world, you know, start just bogging you down, then that, that good fruit all of a sudden starts drying up. Okay, because it starts getting choked, choked off. The growth of it gets choked off. Okay. But then again, the good times are when you say, okay, Lord, I surrender to you. Okay, let's just... Go wherever you want to go, Lord. I'm here, I'm here to do whatever you want me to do. I just surrender and give it to you. Amen. That's the best place to be because that's when you really, really start bearing, uh, when you really start bearing good fruit. 
Amen. 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 So then we get to the point then, how do we wind up changing these, these attitudes so that our attitudes are always putting us into the point where we're saying, okay, Lord, whatever you're telling me, I'm going to receive the seeds of your word. I'm going to get them deeply put into my spirit. God wants us to have an attitude of obedience so that you can bear fruit. Okay. God wants you to bear fruit. Okay, God wants you to have, again, that attitude of obedience, because if we obey God, if you hear God's word and you can just take that word to the bank, so to speak, and just say, okay, Lord, I'm going to go with what you're telling me, and you get that deep down in your spirit, oh my gosh, man, the sky is the limit. The sky is the limit. Because once you start deciding to become obedient to God, and you get that word deep in your spirit, and you run with it, that's when you start bearing fruit. Okay, And bearing fruit is a biblical term, which actually means for being successful. God wants you to be fruitful in your business, with dealing with your family, okay, with your friendships. He uh, wants to be fruitful in your relationship with Him, okay, and with others, okay. He wants you to be fruitful as far as your health is concerned, okay. Again, bearing fruit in biblically, scripturally, is talking about you being successful in the things of life, okay. That you're walking your your, your life um, without struggles. Okay. What does the word of God say elsewhere? Elsewhere, by their fruits you shall know them. Okay. How can you glorify God in your life if you're not bearing fruit? How can you witness to others if you are not bearing fruit? Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, that's like you walking around with holes in your socks and raggedy pants and everything, and you're out there and you're evangelizing. You know, and you're saying, yes, look what my God did for me. And here you got holes in your shoes and raggedy socks and things like that. Look what my God did for me because you're not bearing any fruit. Who's going to want to come to come to know your God, okay, when you're not bearing fruit in your life, when you're not setting an example, so to speak, okay? Now, this doesn't mean that in order for you to witness, you got to go out there, you know, dressed in $400 shoes and fancy clothes and all this. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that at all. But if the Word of God says, by their fruits you shall know them, that means that people observe, you know, to see how you are, how you are doing in life. Okay, bearing fruit also means that when when things are going on, you, you, you're not quick to fly off the handle. Okay, if 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 you're even keel, okay, because if you're if you are obedient to God and you're obeying God's word, that means that when things start going on, you do what the word of God says. And there are so many scriptures on on, on patience and, and dealing with stress and so on and so on. And so if you if you've got that word deep down in your spirit, even down to when to when uh, uh, opposition comes your way. Okay. Okay. You ever, you ever stop and think about it? If something is going on at your work, troublesome, God wants you to bear fruit in that situation. Bearing fruit in that situation means that if, the, if, if, if it means, bearing fruit means you're being successful, then God wants you to be successful at your work. Okay. God wants you to be successful on your job. Okay, so being successful on your job is you being able to rise above whatever calamity, whatever nonsense is going on there and do what the word of God says and grab that peace that the word of God talks about. Okay, okay, okay. Leaning on, not leaning on your own understanding, but, but, but leaning on, on, on God. Okay, how it talks about you having peace. Okay, okay. By you, by you being able to achieve that peace, that is you being successful. Therefore, you are even bearing fruit in that regard. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Bearing fruit biblically means that you are succeeding in the things of life. 
And that is not just only meaning a fat bank account, a whole lot of money in your pocket. It's meaning you being successful, knowing how to deal with trials and tribulations, knowing how to deal with others at your work, knowing how to deal with others in the family there that may be giving you a hard way. Okay. Because the word of God gives you instructions on how, on how, on how to manage in those situations. Okay. And so because of the fact that you've gotten what the word of God tells you to do in those situations, you've gotten that down in your spirit, the seeds of the words that would advise you on what to do in those situations, those words, those seeds have gotten deeply in your spirit. They haven't been choked off or, 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 or forgotten about. They're down in your spirit so that when those things of life rise up, you've got that word of God to bring you through it. So therefore you're bearing fruit. Follow what I'm saying? Follow what I'm saying? So therefore you're bearing fruit because you are being successful. You are being successful in carrying out um, um, life based on what the word of God tells you. All right. And you won't be able to do that if the word of God, when you hear it, you hear it for a moment and then it, it's gone. You hear it for a few minutes and say, oh boy, that's a good word. It's a good word. And then it's gone. Okay. The only way the word of God is going to benefit you is when you get that word, get those seeds deeply, deeply, deeply rooted in your spirit. That's when you start bringing forth fruit, good fruit. And that's when you, you're being successful. Man. Remember, good fruit biblically is you're being successful. Whatever that you're striving to do. Amen. Amen. So this again, as I said now, this is not just dealing with, with individual attitudes. This is dealing with attitudes, I should say, um, individual attitudes for individual people. Like this is one kind of person. This is another kind of person. What I'm submitting to you today is that we can experience each one of these attitudes during the course of our lives, during the course of a month, during the course of a day. If we're not careful, if we're not thinking about what it is that we're doing. Okay, or what it is that we're not doing. Okay, because the whole thing is here is, is how do we wind up getting that word deep down within our spirits? Okay, he God wants us to be to be to be uh, fruitful. You know, I see and talk to many Christians who have struggles in life, and many times it's simply because they are not retaining God's message uh, from a sermon, you know, or, or reading the Bible, or even from hearing from the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's the biggest reason. Okay, and I'm telling you, saints of God, I, I I have witnessed that over the years again. You know, I've I've known people who you know give me a call or ask me something or you know they're going through an, an issue or whatever it may be. You know, and many times Holy Spirit will revisit to me that that was just discussed in a message in a sermon. You know, just last week, I've, I've seen that happen many times, and the person was there to hear the message. Okay, was there to hear the message. All right. See, see, but but that message it was heard. I don't know whether they enjoyed that message when they heard it, but it certainly was not there right there in their spirit, because otherwise they wouldn't have the issue and wouldn't be asking advice on the issue. Okay, now don't get me wrong; I don't mind giving advice. I love giving advice. I, I really, really know and believe that if God sends some, sends you um, sends someone your way for you to pray with or pray for or ask your advice and whatnot, you know, I, I think that's an honor and a privilege that God would send that person your way, and you should you should be willing to help that person and give that advice, Holy Spirit advice. Don't just go flying off the handle and and you know off your hip there to skip pew whatever comes to mind. You just start spotting. You pray about it, of course, 
Amen. You pray about it, of course. Amen. But but these are things, you know, people have these struggles many times in life because they've heard the word on that particular situation. It may, it may have been some pre-warning about that situation even about to happen to them come Monday morning, Tuesday morning. Okay. But the word that went forth that particular day, that Sunday, they did not receive it and get it deeply rooted in their spirit. Okay. They, they forget about it. Okay. All right, all right. You, you know, the word explains this in Scripture. Seeds fell by the wayside Scripture. It talks about that. So how do we retain God's word? Well, I want to talk about five steps today. Five steps on retaining God, God's word. And those steps are to hear, to read, to study, memorize, and meditate. Okay, And hearing God's word, hearing the word from spirit-filled pastors and teachers is very, very important. Okay, Podcasts and online radio, uh, audio and online audio Bibles are also available out there to hear a good word. Okay, But if you're hearing the word, I, I really, I really emphasize, and, and again, uh, I'm not lifting you know, me up, this ministry up or anything else like that, but I just simply say, I mean, I give God all the glory for everything that he's done in our lives and this ministry's life. I give him all the glory and honor and praise. But what I'm saying to you is that is that make sure that you're listening to spirit-filled believers, okay? That you're not just hearing from somebody who's, you know, who, who is not who is not where they, they're not where God would want them to be, perhaps, in terms of, of knowing the word of God. Okay? Just be careful. Okay. God always says to try the spirits. So before you start following what someone is telling you, make sure that what you're hearing from that person is based on the Word of God. Make sure you can verify it by the Word of God, okay? And hopefully, if you've been getting God's Word into your spirit the way it should be, and if you've been getting that spirit into your fertile soil of your spirit, that when you hear a word that is bogus or when you hear a word that is not in line with God's Word, you'll know it. You'll know it because Holy Spirit in you will tell me, eh, that's, uh, that's not what the Word of God says. That's not what the Word of God says. Okay, okay. So, 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 so the, the, the Word of God comes to you, uh, first of all, by hearing. Okay. And go to a scripture real quickly. Let's go to Romans, Romans 10, Romans 10, verse number, uh, verse number 11. Romans 10, verse 11. Romans 10, verse number 11. Praise the living God. Romans 10, verse number 11. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no, there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto them that call upon him. Okay, Jesus, God, is not a respecter of persons, okay, not, a, not at all. No difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, that's something that you need to get right deep down into your spirit right away, right now even. Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall indeed be saved, okay, believing in your heart that you will be saved. That verse 14, how then, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? How is it then that they shall call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? Of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Isaiah, Isaiah saith, Lord, who has believed our report? 
So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay? So you want to grow that faith in your, in, your, in your spirit. You want to be able to get God's word into your spirit. That faith comes by you hearing the word of God. Okay, by your hearing it. Okay, so that means that you need to make sure that you're hearing the word of God, but also at the same time, be very careful from, from whom you're hearing it. Just make sure that it's someone that is blood washed, that is a, a full gospel type person, someone that, 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 that knows uh, the word of God, you, you know, the ins and outs of the word of God and can understand it. And, and hearing the word that is really spiritually based, not some words that man has thought up or, or some theories or some nonsense that man has thought up. I'm talking about spirit filled word from the, from the words of this book that you're reading. Amen. 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 Faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. Okay, so as as I said now, so so hear, read, study, memorize, and meditate. Okay, so in addition to our uh, to, to hearing, one of the things that we need to do is to we need need to make sure that we are doers of the word. Amen. We make sure that we are doers. James one one twenty two. James one twenty two says that we have to be doers of the word. Okay, so that means that it's not sufficient for us to simply, uh, to simply go along and, and to, to hear his word and to read his word. We have to actually do it. Okay, if you don't do God's word, you're not carrying it out. Okay, it's one thing to have faith, but when faith tells you to act and to do something, if you don't do it, then you're not going to benefit by it. You're not going to benefit from what the word is telling you. All right, we have to make sure that we are reading the word of God. How is the word of God to be read? The Holy Scriptures are to be read with understanding whose word it is. First of all, it's God's word. Do you believe that the book that you're looking at, if you have your physical Bible in front of you, you know, or if you're looking at it electronically on a, a tablet or something, do you believe that the words that you're, you're reading are God's words? Okay, okay. They're not the guy from, you know, down on Fifth Street there or whatever. This is the word of God. Okay, so you've got to believe and understand that it is God's word and you have to read it. Amen. The way that we get those uh, seeds of God's word into our spirit is we hear it. Okay. Okay. And again, this is the important thing here. Why, you know, I believe that, you know, any ministry that's worth its salt uh, are going to have their congregants reading the Bible along with the minister so they can see and they can see and hear and read the word all at the same time. Okay, then you can highlight it and underline and, 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 and write notes in the, in the margin and things like that because this is helping you to get it deeply down in, in your spirit. Okay, <laughs> how many people have I known they have a problem, you know, putting something together? You, you know, and a lot of people know, you know, I like electronics and gadgets, gadgets and things like that. And, and they say, oh, yeah, you know, you know, Mike, Mike I, I, I couldn't put this thing together. I did this and I did that. And I say, oh, did you read the manual? <laughs> Did you read the manual? Well, no, I, I looked at the box to figure out how to put it together. Well, first of all, you should read the manual. Amen. Well, this word of God here, this is our manual for life. You've heard me say that a million times. Okay. So one of the ways that we should understand to understand and to benefit by, from, by uh, what God is, is, is wants to give us in life is to understand his word. And in order to understand his word, we have to hear it and we also have to read it. Okay, and that helps us to get it down into our spirits so that the seeds of God's word does not fall on thorny ground or fall by the wayside. All right. Okay. All right. And I say to you, you know, this is not a blanket statement for all people, but I will say that if you're just kind of sitting in church there and you're listening to the message 
and you're not looking at the Bible, and you're not listening intently at what is going on, you're not, chances are, you're not getting it deeply down in, in your spirit. If you're sitting there, you know, and you're thinking about, you know, the ham that's in your oven baking and about how much more time you got before the ding bell goes off and am I going to be on from church in time to get it so it doesn't burn? If you're sitting there thinking about those things, you're not going to be able to really hear that word. And, and, and if you are reading it, you ever read something and your mind isn't really on what you're reading? Okay, how many times have you tried to read a book when you're sleepy? You read the same page maybe six times until it finally sinks in. Okay, well, it's the same thing with the Word of God. If you're not listening when it's being said, because when the Word's being spoken, because your mind is off someplace else, and then if you're not reading it with comprehension and understanding, then it's not going to get into your deep understanding. Okay, the seeds by the wayside. Amen. Amen. And then the devil comes along and steals it and steals it away. Okay. So reading it. Okay. The other thing that I want to say is about studying God's word. The scripture leads. Um, the scriptures lead us to to personal discoveries of God's truth. Writing down uh, or, or recording, you know, what you're reading and what you're hearing uh, really, really helps. You know. And boy, with with all of the iPhones and Android phones and things like that, they have little recording devices on it. I mean, you can certainly make some notes to yourself, record some thoughts, some ideas that Holy Spirit may give to you, you know, in terms of studying, you know, or you, you may read something that really for some reason gets into your spirit there and you want to know more of it. Do a quick recording to research this a little further when you get home. Amen. Amen. So, so get in the habit of studying God's word, you know, of studying it. You know, if, if we go to Second Timothy, go to Second Timothy two. Second Timothy, Second uh, Timothy two, and we're going to do verse fifteen. Second Timothy two, verse fifteen, where it talks about studying. It simply says, "Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth." Okay, so study to show yourself approved unto God. Amen, amen, amen. You know, those of us who really study the Bible, God sees that and God knows that, okay? And, and, and he smiles upon us uh, uh, studying God's word because that is telling him that we want to know more about him, okay? It's telling him that we want to get away from the surface stuff here, you know, of, 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 of the just common religion, you know, man-made religion. We want to get to the true intent. What Jesus was talking about here is really, really developing a relationship with God, a relationship with the Father, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, developing that relationship. Amen? Amen? So, so we need to study to show ourselves approved. Amen? 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 And, and only God by the Holy Spirit can make us understand what the Word of God is saying. Okay? Only God by way of His Holy Spirit can make us understand what, what the Word is really meaning. Okay. Okay. When we desire to know, believe, and obey the will of God, God, it, uh, it, it opens the door for us to draw closer to God, asking God to show us things if we don't understand. You know, never start reading your Bible without spending a moment or two in prayer, asking Holy Spirit to guide your thoughts and your actions and to guide you through whatever is being said. Amen. So we need to study. Then we need to memorize it. Okay. We need to memorize what we're hearing. And then we need to meditate on what we're hearing. Meditate. It's Psalm 4610, as I always like to say, be still and know that I am God. And it's most important for us to, to uh, be able to do that and to real, realize that. Okay. Only as we meditate on God's word 
and thinking of its meaning and application, can can those the true meaning and the intent of God's word get deeply planted within our spirits? Okay, you have to do that in your life. You you know you you will, you will discover what it's like uh, uh, to transform this power of God that is in you. You'll be surprised at how it can come forth to to bring you into new new levels of appreciation of God's word, new understanding of God's word. Okay, getting that word deeply rooted into your spirit is so important as a child of God for you to, to really understand it and know exactly what his word is saying to you. Okay, because every single message out there, you know, one thing about God's message is, is that while the message goes out to to a bunch of people, okay, a group of people, okay, remember that Holy Spirit is speaking to you, okay, speaking to you. And I always say that when I'm hearing a message like that, I say, Lord, let me see and hear what is in that message that you want me to know and to hear. Okay, God doesn't waste his time. God has a plan. God may be speaking to you today through this particular message. You need to ask the Lord and open your, to open your eyes that you may see and hear and understand, okay, through your ears and through your, your heart, your spirit, understand what his words are saying to you. Amen. So don't, don't let words that go out, the seeds of God's word, just go and, and fall by the wayside or fall where there's thorns in your life or where you got concerns or other things in your life. Let, that, let that, that word of God fall, get it deep down into your spirit by studying it and reading it and praying about it and asking him to let you be open more to receiving his word, that there, be more, that there will be more understanding in your life, okay, because it's such a gratifying uh, feeling when you hear the word of God and it just resonates inside here and you know, uh-huh, yes, Lord, I hear you, I heard you, I hear you, and I heard you, yes, Lord, I will act, I will get off the diamond, I will indeed act. Praise God, praise God. And now let us, before we close, let us prepare uh, to go in prayer here. Heavenly Father God, we magnify thy name. We thank you so much, O Lord God, for the time that we've had with you, Lord. And we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, O Lord God, that we shall remember the words that we've heard here today. Let us keep these words deeply rooted in our spirits that they cannot be stolen away, O Lord. This we pray in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we just all want to draw closely to you. Heavenly Father, we want to bear fruit in our lives, O Lord, so that you will be glorified in our lives, O Lord God. So, Heavenly Father, we give it all to you, O Lord God. We thank you and we praise you and we magnify your name in the master's name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise God, praise God. If this message has been a blessing to you, please pass it on to someone else. Give it to someone you know, someone that you love, a family member, a friend, or even, as I always say, someone that's giving you a hard time. God doesn't want them to perish either. They, God wants them to know the Word of God. So, so give them uh, uh, links uh, to these broadcasts, to these podcasts, and we can be reached at www.genesis-1.org, genesis-1.org, or at uh, um, www. Uh, Genesis 1, one word, Genesis1.sermon.net. Okay, Genesis1.sermon.net. And when you're at that particular website where you see the listing of the podcast, uh, up in the upper right hand corner, there's a button uh, that says subscribe. Click on that subscribe button and join us, and you'll be notified um, right away when these uh, sermon podcasts are released, are released. Amen. Amen. So praise God. Praise God. I pray this message was a blessing. Go forth and just conquer and be blessed and get that word deeply rooted in your spirit and watch to see where God takes you. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Go forth and be blessed in the name of Jesus.